Hello, all you wonderful people. Nice to have you listening. This is Peter Görkrut in the podcast for maritime English teachers. For and about. Our guest, Evan Frendo, will talk about a slightly larger perspective on maritime English, in other words, business English, as well as AI-related issues in when it comes to language learning. As I'm sure all you maritime English teachers know, feedback is nice to get. Therefore, I do encourage you to give comments, send your comments, for example, on the anchor.fm, anchor.fox.mic. And now, finally, enjoy the first part of my talk with Evan Frendo. All of you wonderful maritime English teachers and other curious people out there in the world, this is Peter Björkrut again, and we are now up for take two with Evan Frendo. So, uh, Evan, welcome to this talk again, and uh, as usually, I would like you to give uh, some kind of introduction or presentation of yourself and... Uh, Hello, Peter. Nice to nice to be here and uh, hear your your wonderful voice. Um, yes, I'm a freelance trainer. Um, I'm based in Berlin, in Germany, and I've been working in business English and uh, English for specific purposes since uh, the early 90s. Before that, I worked uh, as an engineer for 10 years, um, and. During this time as a teacher, really I've been working in corporate language training, so not in an academic field, not in university, but more in company, um, working with um, clients, corporate clients in, in different parts of the world. Um, yeah. yeah, you mentioned this engineering thing. Uh, I, I, I know you get this question a lot. So, uh, so how come? How come? How well, come an engineer? I started off as an engineer. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, I went through school. I went through university. I was good at maths, uh, and uh, I just followed the career. And um, yeah. I ended up being qualified after university as an engineer and working as an engineer. But I soon found very quickly that there are two types of engineers. There's the sort of person who can look at a problem, um, a, te- a technical problem, an engineering problem, and and find a solution. And there are the sort of engineers who look at a problem and say, yes, that's a problem. Oh. I'm afraid I very much <laughs> fall into the second category. Um, I think some people are just naturally good at engineering. Uh, you can think about people on Star Trek, for example. Oh. Um, and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those people. So I enjoyed it. I very much value my time, which mm. I spent doing this in this in this. Uh, mm, profession, mm. but I was very happy to change in my yeah, early thirties yeah. and move into language I, Yeah, I, I'm sure you you are a bit modest there, but but could I sort of isn't isn't linguistics and mathematics how, how far are they from each other in your understanding? <laughs> That's a very no. good question. <laughs> um, I, I actually, um, when I finally went off and got qualified as a language teacher, I did applied linguistics, so uh, I'm mm. not really ever going to claim that I'm an expert in linguistics as such, no, no, but no, I, no. I guess, yes, you're right, I, I guess maths and linguistics and all these things share share many uh, characteristics. I mean, my master's is a master's of science in, in ESP, so I guess, yes, oh. it is. there is a tendency there towards, a tendency towards uh, the sciences rather than towards the liberal arts, for example. Oh, really? It's not a literature degree. It's yeah. because, I guess, 
I guess the sort of the master of arts is is you more common. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it depends partly on the university and their own traditions. I see. Uh, yeah. Perhaps partly on on the content of the um, of the course itself. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 You were at some. Uh, was it was it a, a rather distinguished university in this well, field? I, I, I went to um, I did my ESP masters at uh, Aston University, which I think is is quite okay. well known for. It has a good track record in in ESP, and a lot of the the big names who um, have published in in ESP have come through Aston at some point. At, okay. at least talking about track uh, record and Aston, by yeah. the way, I think about horse racing. Is <laughs> that is that no, in no Aston? Idea. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> no, <laughs> you know this. What's the play? This 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 uh, Bernard Shaw Pygmalion. Pygmalion, yes. And they go um, to, or, or is it My Fair Lady? Ascot, Ascot, Ascot. Ascot sorry. Ascot. Yeah, yeah, yes, My a... Fair Lady, and that's a wonderful scene in the film. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. It's, and it's wonderful music, but oh, yeah, it's Ascot. Ascot. Sorry, yeah, not, yeah. not Aston. Yeah, okay, almost there. Okay, yeah. so it was not well. <laughs> That was uh, uh, close enough, so so to yes, speak, from close. a foreigner, maybe. That you is threw right. me for a few minutes. I thought, what? what is there's some famous horse about? racing near Aston <laughs> University that I'm not sure about. Uh, I know uh, there's uh, cricket, yeah. Um, but not... Yeah, anyway, okay. Uh, right, I don't know where Aston is, actually. Is it? yeah, it's Birmingham. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. Right, so that's your, your sort of uh, the beginning of your adventures, then, so so to speak. So And now you're in, in, in corporate... Corporate English. Uh, well, yes. I mean, when I started uh, I, mm. uh, in Berlin in the early 90s, I was working in language schools like many people, um, you know, doing a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there in, in extensive type courses, which language schools are, tend to do. Um, and yeah, after a few yeah. years of doing that, I got invited into um, uh, a large multinational as a full-time trainer. And I had a full-time contract working working there. Um, and uh, I was an in-house trainer, so Im embedded in the company, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, but once, th when that dried up, I decided I wanted to do more intensive training. So I decided to focus more on seminars and workshops, you know, a week at a time, three days here, four days here, going into hotels, running hotel courses, okay. or yeah. uh, traveling yeah. and doing, doing, you know, a yeah. course in negotiation skills or something in some other country. Yeah. And, and so that's how that developed. Um, mm. And mm. then over the years, I, I did some teacher training. Um, I did, uh, I, I was invited by couple of publishers to do some materials writing and I did quite a lot of in-house materials writing for you've been writing a lot yes and uh, I've been I've been writing yeah. quite a, when I'm not traveling uh, my life basically consists of oh, before covid anyway traveling <laughs> to run courses or at home uh, either preparing for the courses or writing writing books and I've written a few um, course books a few methodology books in my yeah. time yeah 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 but you really sort of I I I think I used the expression "snowed in" to this with with language and and so on. But uh, but but is it has it become like a passion for you then? Or, or? oh, I think so. Yeah. You know, mm. it's, it's interesting. If you go into uh, business English, I guess it's a little bit like maritime English. People have different routes into the career. You know, you mm -hmm. can come in having had. Uh, a life in business and then become a business English trainer or you can come right. in having life and trained as a language teacher and then come in that way and it's exactly yeah. the same in maritime training you know some people have more of a maritime background some people have more of an academic mm -hmm. English mm -hmm. yeah. language yeah. training background and, and then the, the two mix together so I guess uh, the way I see myself I, I mean I, I did an ESP um, 
uh, yeah. masters and, and uh, my life is about ESP. So it's moving around from these different um, needs of different clients and it might yeah. be maritime yeah. one one year and it might be uh, you know oil and gas another year it might be uh, logistics another year and uh, I guess the ESP profession is about trying to understand how um, that community of practice operates and then helping them communicate mm. better mm. Um, mm. so that's how I would define myself yeah um, already we could hear some some uh, I mean you you mentioned logistics and you mentioned oil and gas so you have sort of uh, at least been in the the same ballpark with maritime English, so to speak. Well, uh, I th I, you know, as soon as you get into any industry, you find that there's a lot of crossover. So, of course, yeah. maritime English, yeah. if you're talking about VTS English, then that's very specific. Yes. Um, and that's really only, uh, I suppose you could say it's comparable to aviation, mm. you know, air yeah. traffic yeah. control. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But really, it's a big industry, just like any other industry. So there's finance, yeah. there's HR, there's there's logistics, yeah, there's yeah, production. Yeah. You know, yes. and in 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 maritime, it's called shipbuilding, and in automotive, it's called car building. You know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, that's, so yeah, yeah, I think I think some yeah, of the uh, yeah. the basic concepts are the same. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and and, and uh, I mean, yeah, production. I, I think that's, or I thought it might be closer to engineering than again production than or or. Yes, I think so, yes. If Indeed. you're talking about production and shipbuilding or automotive, I worked mm. for a few years in the automotive industry. And yes, mm. um, of course, it's it's a different uh, context. Yes. And there certainly, it's a different understanding of of uh, uh, what is important, perhaps, and what isn't. But, you know, if you say something like safety, uh, right. which is a byword yeah, in the yeah. maritime industry, and you hear it all the time, yeah. you go into the oil and gas industry, and you hear it all the time. Oh, definitely, you know, yes, you, you, yes. You go into a, a production, into a factory, and you hear safety all the time. Yes, yes, you know, I'm sure. Are, there yeah, is yeah. a crossover. Yeah, um, of course, yes. Um, but, of yeah. course, each community has its own very specific um, hmm. genres, hmm. its very yeah, specific yeah. Uh, Lexus, yeah. which which yeah. is the, the aim of the game. What do you yeah. say? Uh, I mean, I was thinking about, about like maritime business English and, and, and I mean ordinary business English. If, you know, if, I mean, yeah. That, yeah, please. That's a difficult term because, mm. I mean, there is so much discussion and so much argument about what do we actually mean by business English. Yeah, yeah. Is it the language of commerce? Yes, um, you know that's yeah. one of the definitions. It's commercial English, and and then you're thinking about things more like contracts and mm. and the skills, the, the communication skills, like presentation skills, yeah. and negotiation skills. Um, yeah, but if you yeah. think of business English as workplace English, mm -hmm. and then of course maritime industry is a type of commercial yeah, enterprise, yeah, just yeah. the same as anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it has its own specialist discourse, just the same as any other industry. It's it's no yeah. different. If you go into uh, the right. health and um, sorry health, you know English for medical purposes, yeah. for example, um, that is just as specific, just as detailed, just mm -hmm. has as plenty of specialist discourse. Of course, just the same of course, as maritime. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I have used uh, articles from uh, uh, you know. Um, descriptions from the like operating theaters is that oh, what yes. they are called uh -huh. operating you mean in theater. hospitals for example yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. surgery so yeah. so so the procedures they have compared to for example what they do on a navigating bridge so mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of interesting to see that 
I mean, the, the vocabulary might, as you said already, uh, might be different, but the kind of the, the problems are the same. Yes, I think a, so. On a communication think, level, so well, to speak. One, so. Of, one of the discussions in business English is, is the, this distinction between the language of talking about business and the yeah. language of doing business. This is a very important ah, okay. yeah. uh, way of thinking about, say, a syllabus. Uh, curriculum right. in the sense that mm. the language of doing business is about problem solving it's about relationship building it's about getting on with people persuading okay. them yeah, leading yeah. doing all that sort of stuff and that's yeah. right across any industry yeah the language of talking about business is you know tv interviews it's uh, what what mm -hmm. how is the company organized in general and, and things like that yeah, yeah. and yeah, i yeah. guess the same distinction could be made in maritime english talking about maritime industry right. and the language of yes. doing uh, maritime yeah, yeah, yeah. the actual on a ship and, and so it's on. completely yeah, yeah. different yeah, yeah yeah of course yes yes um, yeah that was yeah I, I, I've taken I'm doing actually some studies at, at uh, business school as well and uh, I um, was once talked about that what is this what are business studies anyway yes. you know especially something like organization or 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 something like that, and, and, and it was just said that don't you know, Peter, already that that business studies that's what that's what business people do, you know, or it, uh, it can't be defined. It's just what they do, you know, or what yeah. we do, sort of. So so it yeah. can be anything, really. Yes. So. yes. But I mean, the, the the workplace discourse is actually about problem solving. It's about mm -hmm. dealing with a situation, yeah. uh, communicating with your whoever's there and, and solving a problem, you know, yeah, in, yeah, 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 in, in yeah, many, many yeah, ways. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, that works across different industries. Yeah, um, I suppose certain fields like accounting or something can, can then have a, a specific sort of vocabulary and, and certain terms you need well, to every know. Every field like, has its own vocabulary, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a meeting yeah. in an accounting firm yeah. uh, has some things which are similar to a meeting discussing how the drill went on a, on a large vessel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah know, but, yes. but of course, they will use their own specific context and their own yeah, specific... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lexus, yes. It's it's yeah. It's, it's vessel traffic services. That that's what sort of brought you into maritime English then, wasn't well, it? Well, yes. Or a few years ago, I was contacted mm. by um, KIMFT, the Korean Institute mm. of mm. Uh, uh, Maritime, maritime and Fishes, yeah. Fisheries Technology. You may remember it. I yeah, yeah. was there a few years ago. Yes. Uh, I was contacted by um, Professor Singi Choi, who you also know. Mm. I know yeah, you do. Yeah, Many yeah. people listening to this uh, podcast will know. Yeah. Um, Singi. Yes. Um, and uh, yes, I, I was asked to, to join her project. Uh, she was working at that time mostly in VTS. She's moved on a little bit now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, one of the things we were looking at was a corpus of um, uh, VTS conversations and trying mm -hmm. to uh, yeah. analyze these conversations in terms of uh, where problem areas were perhaps, uh, what was not causing problems, what was causing difficulty for the right. VTSOs and for the different uh, vessels coming into yeah, harbor of yeah, course yeah. busan is a very busy harbor yeah um oh yes you know and, tr and trying to work out how the the training mm, of vtsos um mm. could be improved perhaps by listening to the real data so mm. that was my initial contact with uh, maritime and vts since mm, then i've mm. done a few other things but yes um, that, that was my initial contact yeah did you by the way did you uh, you, because you cooperated, didn't you, with the operators and with some pilots and and vessels? I mean, well, like yes, well, shipmasters, of officers. That's right. One one of the yeah. um, projects I got involved in via Gimft 
um, mm. was to take part in the IELA discussions of the revision of the VTS guidelines. And that's in, there's, there's different workshops in different parts of the world. Um, there are meetings online. Um, what, one, one week I enjoyed very much was in Bali, where we all had to go to Bali oh, and discuss you had to VTS. Go to Bali. Oh. And we had to discuss VTS conversations in Bali for a week. Oh, so that, no. that was yeah. very, very nice. Yeah. Um, and yes, and those meetings bring together a whole range of different stakeholders in in in, mm. in this business of yeah, VTS yeah. communication, from pilots to uh, ships officers to VTSOs mm. to um, authorities who run these things to to coast yeah, guards, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and from all over the world. It's fascinating, and all coming together and trying to revise the international guidelines. SMCP doesn't really do very much for VTS and there is a need, a mm. recognized need yeah, to produce yeah. something extra and that's yeah. that's what I was lucky enough to get involved in. Very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That, that, uh, w w did you focus on the sort of the, the receiving, the receivers at all? I mean... Um, well, yes. Um, I mean... I mean, the receivers what, of what the radio looking, messages. We were looking so. at it in terms of training VTSOs, yes. Mm. Um, but, of course, there are always two parts to any of these conversations. Yeah, yeah. And what I very soon found out from Singhi's own research and, and uh, uh, learning about how VTS operates is that it's really, of course, there's a very strict phraseology which people are invited mm -hmm. to follow but it's also each one of these things is an elf conversation you know these are people coming from anywhere in the world and they suddenly come up on the radio yeah. and they speak english to to the korean operator yeah, yeah. Um, and and so when you listen to these conversations and analyze these conversations they are wonderful examples of of um English being used as a lingua franca to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And most yeah. times it works perfectly well. Now, yeah, if you start yeah. analyzing them in terms of standard English or in terms of grammatical accuracy and all this stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of these people would fail those exams, but they get the job <laughs> yeah. done and they get the job yeah. done very, very well. And mm, it's, it's mm. really very interesting. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget. Yeah. Actually, I'll just tell you a funny story. Um, my very first VTS class... Um, I, I was presented with, I don't know, 15, 15 VTSOs. They were already being trained, and uh, I was asked to, to do some training a couple of weeks. And um, they came into the room, and, you know, from my background, the first thing you do is try and make some small talk and, and try and build up some sort of relationship. Mm -hmm. And it really didn't work. Everybody was struggling. They didn't understand me. I didn't understand them. There were lots of blank faces, lots okay. of... It was it was a tough situation. I was I was actually yeah. beginning to panic, and then we went into the VTS type conversations. You oh. know, I was giving them situations where we had to practice um, mm -hmm. radio conversations, mm. and they were brilliant, and right. they could do it. Yeah, yeah, and that really brought home to me this whole idea of ESP. These people were focused on English for one reason, one reason mm. only. They mm. were not there yeah. to get to know me, you know, to to build up a relationship. They don't build up relationships with ships no, captains no, when no, they no. speak yeah, on yeah. the radio, you know. But they were very good at doing what they needed to be able to do in English. Yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, I learned a big lesson that day. Yeah, this is uh, uh, this sort of. Um uh, reminds me of a, a, a student I had. He, he suffered from this di dyslexia. That's mm -hmm. English, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And uh, so, so, so he was really kind of struggling with normal classes. But then, luckily, 
his vessel, the, the shipping company had his vessel, it was in, in port in, in Turku for, for maintenance there for a week or something. He was an engineer. So uh, what we did, and uh, or he, he invited me to the vessel then, and, and then he sort of uh, showed me around and, and, you know, we could take the English kind of test there on board. And, and he, he did, you know, excellently, of course, in his own environment and, and uh, knew all the, well, we, we dealt most mostly with safety matters then. So uh, just to, to uh, make sure he, you know, passes tests, uh, his yes, English yes. course and so on. So, yes. so, um, so you're right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think that that was, you know, the, the, when I, I began my, my career as a maritime English teacher, then the first thing sort of that is mentioned by colleagues is something like well well we are not, then we are not interested in, in you know talking about the the queen or or, or the queen's english but well, this is it yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's a different yeah. different thing so. and and in fact even in business english there are studies to show that words like family are actually very rare in business english <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. surprise surprise yeah. Yeah. you know because yeah. that's not what people talk about yeah um, was the first part of my conversation with Evan Frendo. I hope you enjoyed it. Part 2 you find very close to part 1, so just look around. See you or hear you there. Thank you, bye.